Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount Plus. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger, ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Today, we have a last minute change of plans. So we're Talking NBA trade deadline. The deadline, I believe, has passed yes. already. So yeah. we're just reaction to everything that's gone down. There's been more moves than I expected, BJ. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we can go through them. We may or may not go through all of them because it's quite a bit of transactions. But we'll see. We'll talk about them today. That's what's on tap. NBA trade deadline. Maybe a little bit of uh, WNBA free agency talk here at the end as a second parter. But... We might save that for a whole other episode because there's still more free agency action to go. So without sure. further ado, BJ, let's get into some of these transactions. Heck the yeah. lead, shout out to my people at the lead, um, where WNBA lead is at as well. The lead has a 2022 NBA trade deadline tracker. Uh, team uh, players with their old teams and their new teams. Uh, no, not an entire transaction type thing, but just a mass list of of what's gone on. So here's uh, let's go through some of these transactions, BJ. Okay. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, going from Philly to Brooklyn, plus two first round picks. Yeah, two first round yeah. picks. For James Harden. And Paul Millsap, yeah. And Paul Millsap. Past that's, this time, Paul Millsap. That, that's a woge bomb if I've ever heard one, Drew. That is a bomb. That is a bomb. That is a huge, that's a huge deal. I mean, I think it's good for both sides. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, I think, you know, I think Brooklyn won it because of the extra picks that came with it. Yeah. I think if it was just one pick, 
you might have argued that it was a push. Mm-hmm. But with two pick, two first round picks in the future, you know, that's you know, that's a significant addition um to the pile. You know, whether they're mid-tier or not, you know, those are gonna be, you know, NBA contributors, whether they're role players or not. Um, you know, plus three guys, three guys that can start in the NBA right now. Um, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, one of the best three point shooters in the league, and Andre Drummond, who can get a double double a night if you need it from him. Yeah. He'll probably start and get a double double nightly for Brooklyn. You know, he's just going to do a crap ton of rebounds and then get, you know, 10, 12 garbage points. That's just what he does. Yeah. Um, We talked, you know, a couple weeks back, Drew. I'd asked you if you thought that, uh, that, uh, Ben Simmons was going to get traded at the deadline and and you said, no, you thought that Philadelphia was going to hold on to him because you didn't think that anybody was going to be willing to give Philly pretty much what they wanted for Ben Simmons. And that was before the news came out about Harden wanting to leave, but not wanting to say he wanted to leave. Yeah. Like he wanted, he wanted the breakup, but he didn't want to send, he wanted to send a text. He didn't want to, Having conversation in person. Yeah. He wanted his sex breakup. We're like, yeah. Sorry, I'm in Philly now. He's like, uh, I'm going to be here. Sorry. He sends the ghost. He sends the ghost emoji, is what he said. Like, I'm cheating (laughs) on you. Bye. (laughs) Lie. That's the crazier thing. Like, just lying instead of. Yeah. yeah, But some more. um, And BJ, you might have the full transaction as I get to these players. Okay. Derek White leaving San Antonio to go to Boston. Uh, other players leaving San Antonio uh, on different deals. Uh, Thaddeus Young going to Toronto. And Juancho Gomez going to Utah. Uh, BJ, do you have any deets on the – do you have – or readily deets? Any ready details for the Derek White trade? Because I know that was separate from these. Um, I think so. It's it's kind of being a little slow over here. Uh, but I think, yeah, here we go. So it looks like uh, Celtics are sending guards Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford plus a top four protected first-round pick this year to the Spurs for Derek White, uh, at least according to Woj. That's kind of crazy that Spurs let go of Derek White and for – Josh Richardson, is, who has just been on the steady decline since, you know, he joined the Mavericks last year and then Boston now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what their plan was there. They're probably going to buy him out. But uh, Spurs um, made a lot of additions yeah. at the deadline. Um, you know, not – they don't all make sense. But, yeah, you, know, you mentioned Richardson and Langford. Uh, Gordon Drogic also yeah. wound up there now as well. And Thomas Sadoransky. Yeah, but it doesn't look like Drogic is uh, uh, going to stay. He's with not going to stay there, yeah. and likely to head to Dallas. But yeah. we'll see uh, on that front. If anything, which is which is weird because you know the Mavericks had indicated they would need more than just Drogic and a package of draft picks in order to trade Kristaps Porzingis. But as you see uh, later on in the day. I guess that changed because they not only decided to not get any first round picks for Kristaps Porzingis, but now they're basically, it looks like they're going to get 
potentially three players, but one of them is just going to have to go the buyout and then become a free agent route as opposed to just a straight trade package. You want to know something funny, BJ? Yeah, I always drew. Half of Portland's roster is brand new players. Wow. Or just one shy, actually. One um, shy. Yeah, Josh Hart in Portland now. Mm-hmm. DD Luzana in Portland now. Eric Bledsoe in Portland now. Justice yeah. Winslow in Portland. Keon Johnson. Joe Ingles, end of an era in Utah. And Elijah Hughes. Yeah, that's insane. That's a that's a that's a whole new crop. <laughs> yeah, and Washington was pretty active too, were they not? Damian Lillard's gonna come out there and be like, "Who are you people? <laughs> Who are y'all? What are, I don't recognize you guys. Nurkic, who's that? <laughs> Who who are these guys in our jerseys? What happened while I was hurt? Yeah. So McCollum, Tony Snell, Larry Nance were part of that deal that, uh, from Portland to New Orleans uh, as part of what they were able to get back uh, for them. And then another three-team deal, as you mentioned, with Portland, Utah getting uh, – or Joe Ingles getting uh, sent to the Blazers as, long, as well as Elijah Hughes. Uh, the Jazz get Nikhil Alexander-Walker as a result, and the Spurs send Juancho Hernan Gomez – to uh, Utah, the Spurs are going to get uh, Thomas Sendorowski and a second round pick, as well as the second round pick being sent to the Blazers. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see where else we have. Uh, another one that happened today: Washington made some moves. Yeah, uh, Montrez Harrell going to Charlotte now. I I like that. I like that, BJ. Yeah. Trez yeah, that's playing a good... with Lamelo and Miles Bridges in that crop. That's it's a good addition, especially off your bench. Yeah, um, Wizards. Wizards, as a result, uh, get Vernon Carey Jr. and Ish Smith uh, as a result of trading for Harrell. That's the re- return package. Man, Charlotte fleeced Washington. They fleeced them. They Absolutely. just had, they had to just want to get rid of Trez. You remember in this early part of the season, Trez was averaging a double double off the bench. He was like, "Okay, this guy's six man. Like he just he just need a new home. You know, he's he's playing like Trez again early, but he stopped playing like that. And like right when Washington, like you know how they were atop the East early in the season, mm-hmm. and then right when they started to take their dip is like right after they played the Mavericks. And Trez yeah. didn't play well in that. I mean, he didn't really do anything in the in the win over Dallas. But ever since then, he's just – or ever since around that time, he's just not been on pace with what he started the season with. It's just been really weird. It's It's been part of the dysfunction in Washington. They went from, you know, a surprise, going to be maybe a top team in the East to everything's blowing up. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's not playing well. Breton's not playing well. Trez stopped playing well. Beal got hurt. He's out for the season. We're tanking for next year. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's just and and they also you can make the argument and a lot of people, especially in Dallas, are are saying that the Wizards fleeced the Mavericks uh, in what they gave up just to get KP. Drew, you uh, you had some interesting uh, opinions on this. Man, PJ, what are we doing? Nah, I don't know. We were, I, you know, there were. There were points in this season talking about Chris Porzingis as a possible all-star this year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, not that long could, ago. Either. If he could just push through his health issues, which he obviously cannot. Um, but like I just said about Dinwiddie and Bertans, they're having like their worst seasons. Yeah, and you trade someone who's arguably having his best, definitely one of his best. If he could just stay healthy, then he's good, which yeah. like I said, I don't know, we know how that goes. But for like I get it if if Dinwiddie was still in Brooklyn. I get it if Bertans was still in San Antonio. Those yeah. those versions of them, absolutely, I think that's a pretty good even trade. Good yeah. for both sides. Yeah. But now I'm like No. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I don't know. And they also I, Here's the, here's the other kicker, BJ. We also sent them a second round pick. We did. We didn't get one from them. We sent them a second round pick. Yeah, I I, I think that I, there must be more going on behind the scenes with with Porzingis that just never made it to the light of day. That there there has to be something going on in the locker room and and not just uh, not just injuries for that limited KP and his playing time here in Dallas. I saw uh, somewhere that he only was played in like 140 out of a possible 210 games with Dallas. Uh, So that, you know, that's basically almost a full season that he missed while he was here in Dallas. Uh, And then, you know, you take into consideration the the COVID years and, and, and how the seasons were even shorter than normal. And that just puts it even more into consideration how it's just you know he's got so much potential uh if he can stay healthy but at the same time there must be something where the locker room is just not clicking like they thought it was and maybe it's hopefully it's not another situation like we saw with uh when dennis smith jr and luca were were first together but obviously the mavs trying to figure out what is going to give them that push to the next level. I'm just happy, honestly, Drew, that we were able to keep Dorian Finney-Smith and Jalen Brunson. We didn't trade either one of them at the deadline. I didn't think they were going to make a move because those were the two most likely players that were going to be shipped off at the break. Yet, all of a sudden, here comes a big, out of nowhere, a big name trade that it gets sent away in KP. The Mavs, as a matter of fact, did the exact opposite with Dorian Finney-Smith, BJ, they are extending him. Yeah, he's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, which Dorian is good. Smith is going to be here for a while. I mean, that's yeah, it is good. Um, I would have loved to uh, somehow fleece trade of John Collins some way, and I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have minded if I wouldn't have minded if Dorian was in it. It would have stunk yeah. when it came to you know wings like LeBron and KD showing up. Mm-hmm. It would have been even worse than what it already is. Yeah, we have to play them, but. Um, I'm glad we get to keep Dodo. You know, he gets better every year. Um, so, I mean, who knows what he's going to be like as the years go on. You know, maybe he's going to be a legitimate, like, hey, get the ball to this guy. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But I like so, Dodo. Nude contract details, as I can find them, looks like four years, 55 mil. So, about 14 million a year for Dorian Finney-Smith in this contract extension. Just go. give or take numbers-wise. We'll take that. Yeah. More transactions around the NBA, something that's happened. Uh, it happened some days ago, BJ, but Karis LeVert is now going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, Cavs um, continue to add on some pieces that will help them come playoff time. 
I, BJ, mark my words right now, and I would just, just big screen it. All right. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I'm going to say it one more time. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, period. Wow. Wow. That's a hot take. That's that's. Seems like you're trying to go viral with that one, Drew. <laughs> but it I is. Mean, they, they're, yeah, they're, they keep building up. They're well ahead of schedule. I mean, they've got – I mean, we saw what Karis LeVert did in the bubble. We see where the Cavs are right now. You know, Darius Garland made himself into an all-star. Jared Allen got snubbed of an all-star yeah. nod. So, and, um, you know, Kevin Love is getting – you know, he he's balling in his, like, 20 minutes. It's almost like – when LeBron and them were there, I mean, like limited yeah. minutes, like all of a sudden, like just you know, nine rebounds, seventeen points, or something like what? Don't but, forget uh, about you know, Mobley being yeah, putting his Mo- name up there for rookie yeah. of the year, right? Beast Mobley, who we have as rookie of the year, mm-hmm. and then Laurie Marketing also as well. I mean, they have tools, yeah. and now they add another guy that can get their own shot off of the dribble, like Karis LeVert. Uh, yeah. Whether he starts or comes off the bench, if he comes off the bench, whoo, nice, he's gonna yeah. light up. The, he's going to light up the second unit, but Cleveland, Cleveland is poised to win, uh, you know, a couple of playoff series this year. I mean, you know, it might be one of those young gun situations, you know, like I'm thinking here to pop up in the East Conference Finals. I mean, yeah. they can sneak their way through. The only thing that can stop them, I think, is literally just inexperience. You know, they have an yeah. experienced coach and JV Bickerstaff, who's arguably the coach of the year this year. Um, so, I mean, they might, I think they can sneak to the Eastern Conference finals. I think they can make a finals right now. No, uh, in two years. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, if they keep kind of this unit here, you know, maybe just add to it or they just get better from what they have, they'll have, they'll have two, three all-stars and be going to the finals in two, three years. Yeah, I mean, they're tied for third right now in the East, one game back of uh, the top spot. You've seen them kind of, you know, hold the pace and, and keep a, a you know, steady wall. I think Garland's been out and missed a couple games there uh, as of late. And so, you know, I mean, we've talked about how good the, the Cavs have been this year with Jared Allen on the court as well as Garland and Mobley. Uh, so, you know, it's not a surprise to me that they're they're, you know, in that – in the thick of it. I just kind of expected them to, you know, gradually, you know, start making their way down. It's certainly possible that they, if they get a favorable enough seating, if they can, you know, get that third spot or whatever, they very easily could be playing in the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. I, I kind of hope that, uh, you know, that had take strikes. I hope I, I hope I hit on it. But uh, you know they're they're a sneaky little unit, and uh, you know the addition of Karis LeVert is only going to make them that much better, and you know help them out come playoff time. Absolutely, so good on them. Um, but uh, you know some more moves that were made: BJ Marvin Bagley making his way out of Sacktown. I, I believe this was part of a four-team orchestrated trade. Um, yeah, was so. Karis LeVert a part of this four-one, or is he it was his separate? Um, I'm not sure I can look. I think it was separate, though. I want to say it was separate. Um, so Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson all going to Indiana. Uh, Bagley going to Detroit. And Sacramento 
because this is a four-team trade, Milwaukee's in it too, are getting Dante DiVincenzo, DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Bagley, Lamb. Bagley's trade was part of the four-team deal. Okay. Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday, And Josh Jackson from Detroit and Trey Lyles from Detroit. And that's not the only movement that Bagley's done. Um, Bagley went over to Detroit as part of the trade that sent Serge Ibaka to Milwaukee. From the yeah, Detroit. Ibaka in Milwaukee, which is huge. Yeah, that's even big, bigger for the Bucks. Huge. The Bucks, I think the Bucks will probably be the team that those Cavs would face in your Eastern Conference Finals as of right now. Defending champs, getting even more talent. You know, I mean. It's it's going to be tough. It's it's so tough to say what's going to happen in the East race. The the trade deadline hasn't even helped with that because the teams that are good have gotten better seemingly, and the teams that you know needed to to uh, keep adding assets for their you know their rebuild in the future. Okay, other, the other pieces on the back end of that uh, Ibaka trade, Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale heading yeah. to the Clippers. Yeah. From from Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh back to the Indiana trade, Ricky Rubio's injured self is being shipped to Indiana. I believe that was part of that Karis Levert trade. Yeah. So that's what's going on with Rubio now. Uh did we miss anything? A little Orlando deal. PJ Dozier Bobol in Orlando now and doesn't move anything. Uh, we miss anybody. Can't think of anything. Moses Brown got released, I believe. He's on waivers now. We talked about the big deals. Uh, You know, we talked about, uh, you talk about Schroeder going to the Rockets. Yeah. 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 Or no, I didn't say Schroeder yet. That was a part of uh, that little Houston mix up. Mm -hmm. That's That's the one I didn't mention. Uh, Schroeder and Bruno Fernando going and, and to his Houston. freedom as well. Yeah, and then his freedom. Um, Daniel Tice is going back to Boston. Yeah, he should have never left. Yeah, um, and his freedom on waivers now, though, let go by Houston. Yeah, another move earlier. Uh, whichever part of the Toronto deal that Eubanks Drew Eubanks was in, he's on waivers now. Mm-hmm. Etwan Moore is also now on waivers. The Suns also finalized the trade to reacquire Tory Craig from the ah, Pacers. Good call. That too. Tory Craig back to Phoenix. Yeah. Where In he exchange for Jalen Smith and a future second. And whichever part of the Washington deals this was, mm-hmm. maybe you'll come across it. Aaron Holiday in Phoenix too. Yeah, I'll look and see if I can find that. Yeah, and the Joe Ingles end of that. I think it. I think this had. It. I don't even remember. To go to Portland yeah, as part of that four-team trade. Yeah, and Utah got Nikhil Alexander Walker. I don't think I said his name earlier. Yeah. So that looks like everything. Of course, everybody knows the CJ McCollum, the Pelicans yeah. to mm-hmm. Covington and Powell in LA with the Clips. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's that's all the movement, pretty much. Teams that did not make any moves. The Lakers. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you said, Lakers. Nuggets. Yeah. Grizzlies. Or T-Wolves. And that's just no. the West. 
Yeah. The Hawks, surprisingly, that didn't make surprising. any moves. The Bulls did not move, not surprised. The no. Knicks did not make any moves. That's surprising. That is a bit surprising, yeah. I was surprised that Hawks, Knicks, Lakers didn't make any moves, and kind of Timberwolves just to see if they could add someone to secure that they go to the playoffs this time around. Yeah. You know, make some additions, yeah. Right, because they they just been kind of fringe, and you know how Timberwolves always do; they always choke it, and you know they never end up making it to the playoffs when they're kind yeah. of when they're kind of floating the borderline. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, ever since KG left, really. Oh, especially yeah, yeah. Because this one trip with Jimmy Butler, I mean, that's that first round next thing, gonna that ain't gonna cut it, really, huh? Yeah. You're not wrong, Drew. I mean, it's it was a very active trade deadline. Um, I was kind of surprised that you didn't see Atlanta, New York, you know, Minnesota teams like that make deals. The Warriors, you really didn't need to see any movement made. I think they, you know, I don't know what what they would do because they have made a lot of moves uh, to keep that, you know, kind of get back to the title contention and and you've seen how good they've been this year especially uh but really the past couple of years uh in in keeping that core together after kd left um the lakers being another one that kind of surprised me that they weren't going to uh make some moves i think russell westbrook has kind of indicated that you know he might want to leave again so we'll see if if that comes about at the uh at the end of the day but it did not happen before the the trade deadline yeah shout out to this snow in the chat over on twitch my boy keen Hargett from back home yeah mm-hmm. r.i.p porzingis man mavs made a weird move Mavs made a weird move <sighs> that's mavs mavs gonna mav it's really mavs all you can mav. see Mavs gonna mav at this point it's it's tough. it's so it's so weird drew you know a lot of us were you know like afraid and and talking about well the Mavs never do anything at the deadline except you know the one time they brought KP in well they didn't do anything but now they've getting rid of KP at the deadline so I don't know what else you can really say uh you know it's it's just like I had said earlier in the, the the show I'm happy that uh you know the Mavs were able to hold on to Jalen Brunson hold on to Dorian Finney Smith and I do think uh as uh, Cadet Snow has said in the chat, I do think that the uh, injury risk was part of a big part of why they ended up getting rid of him because they, he only played in about 140 out of a possible 210 games uh, while he was with the Mavericks. Yeah, I agree. I, it's definitely part of the reason they went ahead and pulled the plug with him. And it, I think if he had not gotten so like so many again recently, like you know he had at least a pair in these past couple of weeks or so or something like that, you know, a pair of more injuries. If yeah. he hadn't had those, he might he have made it. Stayed. He probably would have made it through the deadline because they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, he's still healthy right now. Um, you know, if he would have got injured, you know, like tomorrow, they would hate themselves. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that that's that's what did it in. You know, he just he just literally he just did it again. Like, you know, they're like, you know, I guess we're going to keep him, blah, 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 blah. Then he gets hurt and then they're like, oh, well. I don't know. Then he comes back and gets hurt again. They're like, oh, no, we got to let this guy go. I think what a lot of people are upset by, Drew, and you might, you know, feel differently, is that the deal with the Raptors felt like it was a better deal than what they ended up getting out of the deal for KP. 
like going mm. to Washington feels like you've got less of a return than going to uh, the Raptors because you could have brought in Dragic, who you're still expected to bring in, but nothing's a guarantee when it comes to free agency. Uh, you know, they, they should have paid we, we know that. Siakam. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad, that wouldn't have been a bad trade either. Uh, but, you know, Mavs certainly know what it's like to, you know, have a free agent and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets locked in a house and, and isn't allowed to, to talk to anybody for, for an hour, a few hours, and then he signed, resigns with a different team. So, you know, mm-hmm. nothing set in stone there. Plus, you would have been getting a few first-round picks um, out of the deal, which you desperately need after, you know, the trade for, to get Luca, the trade for Porzingis. Now, you know, the Knicks have those picks. Uh, you could have desperately used, you know, those picks. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just, you know, it just feels like the Mavs may got fleeced really is what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, it's mainly just because it's this version of Spencer Dinway and yeah. this version of Dallas mm-hmm. Bertans, you know, not the ones that we've known at, you know, at the six man Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, yeah. three point contests were the Davis Bertans. Now they're like, what is this guy doing on the court? Yeah. Um, and you're right, Keaton, productive in half of those games that he's played. Like, you know, he had that little mini stretch of seven games where he scored 20 plus. But like, you know, you see those duds of like three rebounds and 12 points. Like, that's really it's just we can't we can't afford that. Like, you're, no. too, you're too skilled and too talented and you're a unicorn to be doing that. Like, you know, if Dwight Powell gets three rebounds a game, I understand. That's Dwight yeah. Powell. And Dwight Powell don't even need to be playing. But Chris yeah. Porzingis at seven foot gets some rebounds. Exactly. Gets some rebounds and, or and that was part. score. So, like, you said yeah. Dirk. Dirk was maybe getting seven, eight rebounds for his career. But he'll give you a bucket anytime, any day. Anytime, any day. And KP, yeah. it, it, go look at those percentages for KP from three-point range right now. Actually, you know what? I'll give it for you. This man's out here shooting, like, three or four threes a game and not even shooting 30%. Yeah. 28% on the season. How many is he yeah. shooting a game? Five a game. Five three-point attempts a game. You're not shooting 30, 30% from three? Yeah. Man, come on. So yeah. That's what, and that, that, soreness. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. he, he just beat up. He's sensitive. He's yeah. just – he's a he's Charmin saw. Yeah, yeah, seven foot. That, that's what I'm saying. That, seven footers to grab rebounds. Yeah, and that was part of the problem with with some of the the game plan was not having him, you know, attack the basket so much. Having him just, you know, stationed out at the three point line, nothing opens up, you know, because you've got nobody inside to, you know, draw bodies to. And yeah. so at the end of the day, you know, maybe that maybe that changes. Maybe kids' game plan works better with a couple of those guys as opposed to you know a seven footer out on the perimeter. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, it's it's sad that you know, I man, you ain't gonna catch me at seven foot. You know, I'm in the NBA, like only getting seven rebounds a game. But like, I'm not getting out rebounded by Russell Westbrook. Like, he athletic, but I'm seven foot. All these boards are mine. All I gotta do is jump a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even have to jump. Yeah, yeah. And he Keaton saying his average games would come when he had to be an all star. So when they needed him most, he couldn't do yeah. it. Big game, you know, big night, you know, facing the Bucks, 11 points, five rebounds, yeah. something like that. Or six for 19 from the field, 15 points, six rebounds. Like, yeah, not going to cut it. 
I got to cut it. I know, uh, no. you know, Luca didn't have to worry about him bitching anymore. So, oop, let me cut that. <laughs> this is a clean podcast. Luca doesn't have to worry about him crying anymore. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out. You know, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Berton start playing like they did uh, when they were serviceable players that you actually want to trade for. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, who know Luca Luca is one of those types of players that could do that for your career. He could revive it because he's I mean, you want some open shots, Davis Bertans from three? You want you want a better chance, you want a better look at an open three? You want a better look at a three? Got it now. Playing with a point guard and get you shots, get you open. He yeah. can pass you open. And then Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie, if he can actually get some buckets. I mean, be real serviceable. Don't be a Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. And, you know, it's worth having because we need that extra ball handler anyway. Um, so, you know, it could it could could work out for us because, you know, we, we're still a top defense without Porzingis. You know, we're – I mean, Porzingis didn't make a break that 20-game stretch where we were 15-5. and five. Like, he didn't play in most of those games, I don't think. If he did, he played in maybe half of them. And, you know, we won regardless, you know, when he wasn't there. So, I mean, we can still defend. We still have, we can still play. We can still score. So, I'm not really I'm – not, I'm not worried about it. But, um, BJ. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. Uh, in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook, now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If sportsbooks aren't in your state yet, don't worry. You can still play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers, oh, they can get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with just their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void were prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, Drew. Let's keep going. We got some more WNBA free agency news to talk about in this edition. And plus, I hate when technology lets you down. Just a heads up. So sorry about that. But uh, got some WNBA moves. And then we got our favorite edition of the part of the uh, end of the episode is uh, with it or quit it. Hold on. What a ringtone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, free agency, uh, you know, some small moves ever since our last episode. Yeah, Lee, um, seems like it's been forever at this point, but um, a lot of official things on the, uh, the transaction page, you know, some things are just reports right now, but we want to go with the official for right now. Uh, 
Um, Kaiser Gondrzic signing a training camp contract with the Chicago Sky as well as Camille Smalls. Uh, Jasmine uh, Jones um, let go. Oh, sorry. Uh Uh-oh, Jasmine Jones got picked up. Take that back by the Indiana Fever awarded on Mm -hmm. waivers. And Liana Odom uh, cleared waivers from New York Liberty. Uh, Jordan Canada signed a contract. She's going to the Sparks. Yeah. Rachel Baum and Lasia Clarendon back in Minnesota. Training camp contract for Bonham and a regular contract for Clarendon. Uh, Fever signed training camp contracts for Victoria Vivians and Elena Coates. Kia Nurse signing a contract to stay in Phoenix. Uh, Crystal Bradford signing a contract to go to Chicago. Champs yeah. tooling up to run it back, BJ. Yeah, um, I, I was excited for that big deal that we were talking about last week that I said, watch it come to fruition, and sure enough, it did. And uh, I don't remember if we talked about this one last week, BJ. Uh, Erica Wheeler traded from the Sparks. Um along with Los Angeles' own 2022 second-round draft pick, 15th overall, and L.A.'s own 2023 first-round pick to Atlanta in exchange for the contract of Kennedy Carter and the draft rights to Lee Ueru. So Hollywood going to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, how about uh, the big signing that Mercury had there? That was what I think was we were talking about last week is like the big domino that we were still waiting to fall, and it's like – Man, if the yep. Mercury, if the Mercury, you know, if they can get her, that might be enough to get a five-win improvement. I know we were definitely talking about that. Yeah, Tina Charles mm-hmm. in Phoenix now, BJ. Oof. They mm-hmm. are they are quite tooled out there. Some people are questioning how it's going to work. Some people don't believe in the team yet, even regardless of all the star power out there. Yeah, uh, BJ, how's it going to work? Is there enough ball for all of them? How are the bigs going to work with Tina and Brittany on the floor at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. There's lots of speculation around that, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be of, interesting. A lot of teams are pretty stacked up, BJ. You know, Phoenix yeah. now, super stacked up, super team. Seattle. Uh, Seattle, Seattle, well, back for Seattle is back, so they're always yeah. a threat. Not super, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as Phoenix is, but they're yeah. uh, on paper anyway. So let's yeah. go with the Chicago, Washington. Chicago defending champs running it back with just about everybody. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on Vandersloot to resign, but she yeah. probably will along with Quigley. But still, they have a nice roster. Connecticut Sun mm-hmm. adding Courtney Williams back to the roster. Pretty stacked out there with the same group. A reigning MVP, a reigning most improved player. A couple of all-defensive players on the team as well. John Quell, also all-defense first team. Yeah. Just a roster of Dijonet getting some good work in AU Pro Sports Unlimited right now and yeah. getting ready for her next season. Looking at Don't it. forget it, the Aces. It, we're getting there, Beach. Aces <laughs> coming back with A.J. Wilson and company reigning sixth woman of the year, perennial sixth woman of the year in – the yeah. Erica Hamby and All Star, they're ready to go. Yeah, they've got what they need. This Cambage in LA now with Jordan Canada and 
Kennedy Carter and the Aguma case. Yeah. Is that a super team now? I don't know, but it's got a lot of interesting pieces. Oh yeah. It, it's there's a lot of storylines to watch this year. Um it's and gonna then, be fascinating. And then who knows what Minnesota can be adding soon, BJ. They added Angel McCautry. If she's healthy, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sylvia's back. Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to go all in for Sylvia's last year. year yeah. So they're still moving at free eight. Who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, I think you've got a better chance of getting the lottery numbers right uh, right now than you would <laughs> with trying to figure out who's going to be the uh, who's going to get it all done. You know, oh. there's so many good teams. And one important factoid, BJ, and mm-hmm. if I remember this, I will insert it right after I get done talking about this right here, BJ. Pow, okay. right there. It's Arike being extended by the Dallas Wings. She's here to stay. She's here to stay. So yeah. that was big time. Had got some bits from that with the, the press conference with Greg Bibb, Arike, and uh, Coach Vicky Johnson. So see if I can insert that in here for you guys get a little bites. If not, check out that handle right there on Twitter and uh, go peep the video. Um, for sure. But yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. BJ, a lot of stuff still uh, in the in the whims here. Uh, waiting to happen within free agency. Uh, still plenty of time, you know. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, the value of these picks will go up and down and fluctuate once, you know, our March Madness gets here. And be on the lookout, everybody, for that March Madness episode or two, probably oh, yeah. two. <laughs> Split yeah. men's bracket and women's bracket up. We're so going to have to do that. Hours. We're going to have to do that. <laughs> two hours last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have that. We'll have that on, on deck for sure. But that'll definitely, you know, weigh what's going to go on with, you know, whose who stock drops and whose rises. Because the tournament last year, that area McDonald's stock went through the roof. Oh, yeah. So that could be a game changer for another one of the players uh, this year in the tournament. But lots still going on. But PJ. Yeah. Time for uh, with it or quit it. Heck I yeah, do, Drew. I I'm ready. Believe. Okay. You're ready. All right. Yeah. Mr. BJ. For everybody new to with it or quit it, we got five questions that we typically ask our guests. But we when we don't have a guest, we ask one another. And it is my turn to ask BJ five questions if he's with it or if he's just going to quit it. Yeah, he drew the short end of the straw this time around. This is what it is. <laughs> All right. Number one. The NBA three-point contest winner will be Patty Mills. With it or quit it? So basically I'm taking Patty Mills or I'm taking the field, right? Field. Do you know the field? I do not. Let's go ahead and give the field. Okay. Me just a second. Let me get the full list because I've got some. Mm-hmm. So Desmond Bain, okay, is one of them. Yeah, I knew he was in there. And of course, Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh gosh, I lost the screen. Ah, where'd it go? Ah. Uh, okay, starting over. Desmond Bain, Patty Mills. Yeah, knew both of those guys were in there at least. <laughs> yeah. Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard. Okay. Zach Levine. 
CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. So you're saying Patty Mills when you've got CJ McCollum and Trey Young also in the field. Oh, I, I gotta say quit. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say quit it, man. I you're going with the upset. I'm. Just, if you I, want, you want an upset pick here. Full, full frame me here. You know what? I'll do it myself. Full frame me. My oh, upset pick. Oh. My upset pick for the three point contest. Desmond Bain. I've, you heard it for you. Oh, you heard it here first. Okay. There you go. Okay, Desmond you want Bain. upset pick? So I'm going to go with Desmond Bain as an upset pick. Now, when you've got Trey Young and C.J. McCollum in the field, I, I mean, you got to think that one of those two guys is is going to win it, but. So I, I I say quit it on Patty Mills, but you may I I gave you my upset pick. I think Desmond Bain, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for uh, his three point shooting with Memphis. I mean, obviously gets enough to be in the field this year, but I think he is, you know, I think he's one that you could rely on to. I think he'll win one at least before he he retires. I got something for you. So picking, I'm picking Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. This season, he is shooting the most three-point attempts per game for his entire career. All right. And he is also shooting his highest – or tied for his highest three-point percentage of his mm-hmm. career at 42. I mean, you talk about the logistics of it. 42-4, four, 42-5, 42-9 yeah. are the other higher mm-hmm. ones. But, yeah. And these are on seven attempts. The 42-5 mm-hmm. was on – Four attempts, the 42-9 was on three and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, Patty's lighting it up. Yeah, and, and that's that's a weird thing that the three-point contest is so hard to predict because, you know, like, you really, I don't know, you can go off of percentages like you could. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's his, he, I'm just, I'm picking Patty because he's lighting it up this year. Yeah. And it's, I know it's a whole different contest type of shooting, but, you know, I, I got yeah. Patty this time. I got, I I'm going to take the field. I'm going to take the field, but I like where you're thinking. I'm going to say quit it. That's fine. All right. Number two. Spearmint flavor gum okay. is better in general. Not a specific stride, five, none of that. Mm-hmm. In general, than winter mint. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'm with it, Drew. I when I chew gum, I, I chew spearmint. So uh, you know, for a long time growing up, I was uh yeah, exactly. There you right go. here, man. Right, right on there, my... those ice cubes. Uh yeah. for a long time when I was growing up, uh chewed double mint. Uh so uh, like I I love the That's the, a good it's a good quick cheap gum to get yeah. like, boom, double mint. I yeah, got a little pack exactly. like what, fifty cents, ninety cents? Oh. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, spe- when I chew gum, I chew spearmint. So I'm gonna say That's absolutely true. with it. There you go. Or bubble gum. You can't go wrong with <laughs> bubble gum. <laughs> right. BJ, number three. Birthdays are overrated. <laughs> with it or quit it? Well, considering I just had one a couple weeks ago and it just serves as a reminder of how old you're getting, I'm going to say with it. I mean, I think I, it depends on how you celebrate. If you celebrate your birthday responsibly, you know, then maybe it's a little bit overrated. But, you know, if 
I, I I'll tell you what I did for my birthday, Drew. I had lunch with a couple friends and then I spent time with the family. So that's all I did for my birthday. You know, I, I didn't go out and, and, you know, party hardy or anything like that for, right. but, but, you know, 27 is not really a, a milestone number, you know, maybe the, maybe the 30, 30 coming up here in a few years might be a little bit of a different celebration, but 30, 30, dirty, 30, man. Oh, it sure is dirty. <laughs> well, oh, but yeah, I'm with it. I think I think it's more for you know, like especially for someone like me. I don't like a whole lot of attention on myself, which I know feels weird when you've got me involved in this the show. But uh, you know, it just feels like you know you're getting a lot of messages, people that don't normally reach out to you, and and mm-hmm. just to to oh, say yeah. happy birthday. It, I mean, it 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 doesn't feel like it's it's you know it's anything other than oh i saw something pop up on facebook so. yeah it's pretty much what it is 90 percent of the time when you get the birthday messages it's not somebody actually remembers that oh oh goodness august 21st is drew's birthday mm-hmm. uh it's 9 a.m let me be one of the first ones to tell him no it's hey it's on facebook i'm scrolling yeah. down my timeline somebody else just said happy birthday to you like oh let me say happy birthday or i woke up before i was about to go to work and it told me whose birthday it was today and i told him happy birthday before i even went to work or whatever the people that remember when your birthdays are usually the first, and they'll do it like right around midnight. So exactly. That's, yeah. That's right. how you the know. midnight people, or like, or like a text or call when you wake up. Yeah. Like those yeah. are the ones who were like, okay, we. I remember like, it. It is your birthday tomorrow. I wanted to be one of the first ones to tell you yeah. happy birthday. I had a friend. I had a friend who was recovering from surgery, and she was so upset that she was still recovering. And she forgot like what day it was. And so she like two days later, she said, I'm so sorry. I was still recovering and like didn't feel like I even knew what day it was. And so I meant to tell you happy birthday. I was like, well, that was even, you know, even more sweet than than all the, the people that that said it on the actual birthday. So the fact that somebody remembered but was just, you know, feeling less than stellar after surgery, but still remembered was more meaningful or not yeah. more meaningful, but me- even more, you know as meaningful i got you all right number four because we're finally here raising canes is better than chick-fil-a <laughs> oh my goodness well Depending on how I answer this, I'm either going to make a lot of friends or enemies. Right? You're, you're putting my, putting me up for for some some nasty, uh, nasty messages. Oh man. Well, Drew, you know, here's the thing with Chick Fil A. I usually go with the grilled chicken. So if I want like you know the chicken tenders that are you know like fried almost basically. Uh-huh. Then I would go with Canes, so I say with it. Uh, but since since yes. Canes doesn't have grilled chicken, you know uh, that that isn't you know they're they're not it's not apples to apples. It's not you know it's more apples to oranges because it's two different types of chicken. But I do say Canes, you know what you can do get your box combo, get that slaw out of there, get you an extra toast, and uh, you know you can't go wrong. Uh, but there you go. I mean, I'll say if, if Canes ever figures out something to, for breakfast, that's going to be even interesting because I, I love like the chi- 
I love the chicken minis from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I don't like coleslaw either. Yeah. You're talking about slaw. I was like, I said, let me sub this coleslaw for some extra toast. Yep. Exactly that's what it. I do. Yep. That's how you got. That's, I, that's the only way to do it. That's that's the yeah. That's the that's the go-to order, man. That's the that's, go-to order. That is it. That is it. All right. And last but not least, Mr. BJ, number five. Five. On Sunday, the big game, the Cincinnati Bengals will win the Super Bowl with it or quit it. Well, it is the year of the Tigers, so I'm going to have to say, no, quit it. Uh, oh, well, okay. and, and, and here's the thing, like, I'm conflicted. Were, I'm conflicted because, you know, I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in this Bengals team, but at the same time, I feel that they've, gotten here way too early like they could be even more better than they are now and i think they will continue to build towards that i think that this is finally the time that matt stafford after so many years of of, you know little results in detroit he finally gets a new change of scenery and he's going to get that first super bowl and i i think that you know i think stafford winning in his home you know home on his home field uh, is what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be close. I think that the Bengals are certainly going to be competitive because, you know, a lot of people, I, a lot of people said they could get to the AFC championship game, but no further because they thought that either the bills or the chiefs were better. They they've turned out all the noise and, and they don't care. So why not go ahead and win it all? But at the end of the day, they may be three and zero in AFC championship games, but I think they're going to be zero and three in super bowls. So I'm going to say quit it. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. hey, OBJ, Stafford. Yeah. And that Donald. pass rush. Yeah. yeah. That pass rush. They, Von Miller, too. Von Miller, they get their first Super Bowl. They get Robert Woods a Super Bowl. He's hurt. <laughs> Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle will get a Super Bowl. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. After that would be that'd be a heck of a way to cap off his season, you know. Henderson and his, Cam Akers. His, yeah. yeah, historic season. Yeah, and his historic comeback from Akers after yeah, like, what was it, five months and he's back? Yeah, he, like, he's, he was out for the entire regular season and then was still able to play in the in the playoffs. I think that's almost ran a hundred yards too. Insane. Yeah. And Whitworth, uh, you got you know some of the the big guys up on the line like uh, Joe Noteboom. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's I, I I won't be upset either way is what I'll say. But I I do think that the Rams' pass defense is gonna you know be able to get significant pressure on Burrow and it's gonna it's gonna play a, a fa- it's gonna be a factor in the game. Yes, indeed. Well, it's gonna be a good game. That's for sure. I'm gonna oh, have yeah. my popcorn ready. Don't forget about those 56 to 1 odds from DraftKings. That's right. For the big game. I'm going to put my money on the Rams. Okay. The Rams. I might might take the Bengals plus five and a half. I think that was the last line I saw. Ooh. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Rams. I will hope get so. Done. I think it'll get I think the Rams will get it done in a close game. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Low Down Sports Show. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on social media, on that Twitter, on that Instagram, at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitter and Instagram. Drop us follows. Make sure you all share that content. 
Uh, we appreciate it very much. And on those podcast platforms, make sure you are leaving ratings and reviews. We appreciate it greatly, and it helps us get noticed on these podcast platforms. Gets it out there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Any any final words, BJ, before we head on out? Man, I'm excited. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some more uh, exciting moves from the WNBA next week, and then we will. Uh, we're we're have NBA All Star break next week, aren't we? Yep. And um, fantasy money, not your everybody else. Yeah, I'm doing Monday. I'm, pay, I'm paid up. <laughs> Great deadline is in. At the end of the month, 17 days when this episode releases from the day it releases. Two and a half weeks. Get your trades in. Get it done. Anyway, that's enough. For, that's, that's the winning streak's over for me, but I knew it was bound to happen at some point. All right. That's what it is. That's all for us this time, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. <laughs>